Hello, guys. My name is Fitz. This is Sean. And together, we're hosting the Infinite Creative Podcast. And as that already implies, this is like some creative stuff and some freelance stuff. And, yeah, well, the freelance stuff is not really implied, but that's what's about, too. <laughs> because as a creative, you, you know you want to make a living off that sometimes. And it's kind of rough to make a living as a creative. And so... Sean is like a freelancer in the web design world and in the design world. I'm more the video guy, but I usually come to him and ask him a bunch of questions because he's a little bit more experienced and like the, the freelance world is kind of universal. So you can learn from everybody who does some freelancing. Um, but yeah, today, what is our topic, Sean? Well, thank you, Fitz. Yeah, and just, you know, to up-talk Fitz a little bit, you know, he he's not just a, a video guy, you know, he's a creative entrepreneur in the in the greatest sense of the word, where he's he's starting all these different missions, teaching people, <laughs> going out and, and reaching out to the people. So so don't undersell yourself. You you are a connector. Fitz is a connector. Um but uh yeah, so my uh topic today that I want to talk about is creativity and how does that make being a good leader? Um, and then I think from there, we're going to go into some, a little video thing or two from you at the end to wrap this up. Um, as you can see today, guys, we're, uh, doing a little bit differently. I'm on the couch yeah. now, so we're going to, we're going to see how that helps the energy level or hurts the energy level. <laughs> what but, did you um, do last night, Sean, so that everybody knows where your motivation is? <laughs> oh, uh, you know, studying for this podcast. Uh, that's what I did. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Cheers to that. Till the wee hours. Yep. Yeah, got to do that networking, you know, at the bars and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, networking. Um, <laughs> so with that, we'll jump into the creative leadership. Um, yeah, so so why, why do I want to talk about this today? So I, I think one of the things that I've seen um, even just very recently on a team that I, I just recently left is that there's a lot of um, people that, that have a creative company or an organization and they, they don't even imply it. They don't, they, don't, they don't use the same things that they do um, in the creative world when they're, when they're running a business. It's kind of funny. Like they, they kind of forget all of the, the lessons that they teach clients um, when they're running their own business. And, and there's a lot of like master's courses. There's lots of big classes out there that a lot of entrepreneurs take just just about this topic about um, creative um, leadership and and what's what's the place of creativity in the workplace. And so so yeah. So I just wanted to kind of touch on the topic of like you know three three separate points and how you can really use those to to be a better leader. Um, now with that being said, you know. That can mean you being a manager, uh, can be a teammate. Um, it means you could be, a, you know, so, so this isn't really just for any set person. So when I say this, you know, it's not just for the CEOs. This isn't just for, for people in the C-suite. This is really how, how can anyone really be a good leader um, yeah. by, by being creative? Um, you know, someone like me, I've, I've been creative and I've been in all these rooms where it's full of cre like not creative people. And it's really interesting how a lot of people tend to, um, push us creatives into the corner in terms of like, you just make pretty stuff. Other than that, there's really no room for you in the larger discussion of things. But I feel like some of the best organizations out there understand that um, being creative means you could be a good leader. So exactly. So, exactly. so, I, so, so what I would say um, 
is, yeah. So with each of these, you know, I think these are fairly large ideas, but just know that like any of you out there listening to this can, can use this stuff. This isn't just for CEO or anything. And this isn't, this is something like if you're in school, you can imply it, uh, you know, so I think like you can really, you can really use these things um, in your day to day. But anyway, so, so the first kind of major point is, um, is empathy, I would say to kind of, to start things off is the fact that, you know, a lot of us learn how to be empathetic with our clients, right? You have to sit there and you have to listen and you have to, you know, hear what they're saying. And not only that, you have to be good at bringing everyone together, right? So for example, one, one thing that I do in a lot of meetings, um, whenever I'm kind of in charge of a meeting is, is in a lot of meetings, let's say there's like seven or eight of us in a meeting. Um, what you'll notice in almost every single meeting is that the extroverts do almost all the talking. Um, the introverts tend to keep to themselves in these meetings. Maybe they'll say one thing or two, but you'll notice that there's always these people that are louder in the room and that there's people that are quiet in the room. So for me, with like my, with my ability to kind of see that and see like, okay, there's different, there's different personalities happening here and, and realizing that the, the introverts may have some, some really good stuff to say, but they're too afraid to say it. Um, so what I'll do is after these meetings, I'll literally go one-on-one with these people or reach out and send them an email, the introverts and be like, Hey, what did you think about the meeting? Is there, is there anything you would like to share? Is there anything that you, you thought of? And a lot of the times they have some of the best ideas in the, in the meeting, but they don't give it to you until outside the meeting until you ask. So, so really having that kind of empathy for everyone in the room, um, at every single level and, and being very, you know, present with, with who's talking, who's not talking. And so, so, so I've learned that a lot in client meetings, but you know, even, even on a team, I I've done it a few times where, you know, so when you do a meeting next time, try to look around the room and try to, to see everyone where they are and try to see that like there, there's good ideas, but you have to maybe, you have to maybe meet them in the middle. And so, so yeah, so that would be my first thing of creativity is use the empathy that you've built through creating things and listening to clients. Use that same empathy with your teams. Try to, try to meet them where they are. Um, and so I'd say the next point I want to make of, of creativity and how that can like help you be a good leader is understanding, um, it helps, like, I think in our, in our life, we have like a very agile kind of workflow where you have a project. You, you have different people that touch the project and you have them coming in and out. You have changes being made. You have, you know, a lot of two steps forward, one step back type of thing happening. So, so, in, so if you've done any creative project professionally, you get that you have to kind of be agile, that you need to like be malleable and, and willing to move around. And I would say try to incorporate that same type of, of understanding in, in any of the other projects that you do. So it doesn't have to be a creative project. I would almost say turn every project into a creative project because when, when you do that, when you, when you at least put it in your headspace that this is, this is all malleable. Um, it allows you to make mistakes quicker and it allows you to, to pivot a lot quicker. Um, I see so many yet again, creatives and agencies that I've worked with where they, they, they're really good about the creative stuff being very malleable but then in the process itself, they're not very good at being agile and moving people around. And so, so what I would say is like, use the same type of agile mindset that you have in your own work and, and apply it to projects. So, so, you know, moving people around to things or, 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 or looping back or reviewing things and, 
you know, doing things like that, I think are, are great. And it, like I said, if you've done any creative project, you do already understand being agile. And so it's, so it's really like applying that to projects, um, that you're leading. Um, and so with that, I have like one more point, um, with creativity and like how, you know, leaders can, can really use this to their advantage, um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, and I would actually say this is probably the most important one out of the three points today is that, you know, use storytelling as a tool. Um, a lot of us creatives yet again, are, are innately at least decent at telling a good story. That, that's really what our jobs are, is we're always telling some type of visual, audio, tactile type of story that we're really trying to convey a message or we're trying to, to empathize with people. Um, use storytelling in, 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 in whatever you do. So, so an example of that um, is, you know, when something's going bad, um, our people are stressed out, Telling a good story can really bring the energy of the room to a good place. I think, um, you know, one good example of that is like Lincoln, for example. If you ever watch Daniel Day-Lewis's movie Lincoln, there's actually some really great examples of, you know, the bombs are hitting and the walls are shaking. And he just kind of sits there and laughs and is like slowly packing his tobacco pipe and telling a story. And everyone goes quiet and... Through that, he's able to create an empathy and a connection between people, and with that, able to get everyone in a very calm place. Also, you know, storytelling is just a good way to communicate. It really is. It's a, it's like the ultimate empathy if you really think about it. To go back to my first point, where it's, you know, when I when someone tells you, you know, do X, Y, and Z for these reasons, that's one thing. But when they when they tell you a story of why that is, or they tell you something that they've experienced. Now it's like they've brought you into it. Now they've brought you into this world. You can visualize it. So, so I would use that. I mean, most creatives, we, we don't realize that we have such a strong storytelling ability, um, but you do. I mean, if you've been doing this for any amount of time, anything creative, um, I would say you have some ability to tell a story. And so, so use that because um, it allows you to have empathy. It allows you to engage with people. And it also pushes people on your team to have buy-in and feel like they're part of something and that they understand something. So that's one thing I'd like to see like more business people do um, is start to use storytelling, start to have empathy for the people around you. And then also don't be afraid to be agile. Don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid to revert back to old ways if you have to. Um, I think if you just follow those three things, uh, it really helps you become a more balanced, calm, and and powerful um, leader. So, so those are kind of my three points. There's there's more to that, so maybe we'll touch on this later. Yeah. But like I I have seen this in the last few weeks. I've seen leaders even in the creative world, and they don't employ these things. So I feel like you gotta you gotta do these things. I mean, you really gotta start to think about. How do you connect with the people around you? Because the better you can connect with your team um, and, the, and the better you can connect with the project itself, I mean, the, just the better things are going to be. So, so there's like multiple things. First off, thank you for that lovely um, whole thing that you put together. Um, <laughs> that was quite a lot. I was like in the beginning, like, okay, I wanted to talk about the, um, being a creative leader. You know, there was like so many things where I was like, oh, yeah, it's so important to do this and that. But yeah, let's go back to the good leadership as a creative. And I think it really mm -hmm. matters because like, like you said, like you're in a room with um, 
a bunch of people where not everybody is mm -hmm. a creative, but I, I was like on that moment, I'm like, everybody is somewhat a creative and everybody thinks they have the best ideas. So it's really mm -hmm. important to, you know, like swallow that and just like be like, okay, I got to check yeah. out all the opinions, even mm -hmm. though they are not a creative, you know? So yeah. that is like, I think it's a really big thing. Like, Some creatives have an ego, you know what I mean? And it's just like, my idea is the best mm -hmm. idea. And it's like, you can't think that, but you still should consider other things, mm -hmm. you know? Well, right, right. And I think a lot of creatives, you know, um, I kind of used to say that almost every creative has at least a little bit of narcissism, and that's that's okay. Yeah. Um, but exactly, I think, you know, you're right. A lot of us creatives feel like we're on this this journey alone, too, that we feel like we're we're kind of, you know, the only one that gets us, I guess. <laughs> They don't understand um, me. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody gets us. Nobody understands us. Forever these, 14. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, all these tie-wearing people and stuff, they don't get it, all these suit-wearing people. And I think, you know, yet again, it comes back to that empathy. I, I You know, I, I think some of the best people I've ever worked with were not creatives at all. Cause, because, right, I mean, that that's the perfect situation if you, if you have someone that balances you out. Um, and that takes empathy going both ways. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really big thing now on social media because everybody lives in their bubble and everybody is just consuming what they want to consume. Um, mm -hmm. That goes kind of into that uh, agile. You know, you got to be agile and be like, okay, there's mm -hmm. a couple of things I don't like. At least I should learn about them, understand them, mm -hmm. and go from there. And that's like also like a big thing I think nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at this podcast, right? I mean, this whole podcast is kind of being empathetic and agile to all of this. Like, I, I'm on my end. I mean, like, I've never done a podcast before this one, right? So, so for me, it's like being okay with the pivoting, right? So today, now I'm on a couch, and like maybe tomorrow I'll do this on the roof. I don't know, but it's like it's it's the experimentation, which I think is is something that I think that I feel good that we've done in this podcast is that we're constantly improving, we're constantly questioning. Um, and so, yeah, I think that like, I it's think we're doing a good job, right? Yeah. I think we're being very good. We're being empathetic. You know, we're, we're trying to tell stories. Call to action. <laughs> yeah. Check our YouTube oh. out and subscribe. Actually, we'll pop them off there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for everyone out there, definitely find us on YouTube, like, and subscribe. You know, it's yeah. the, um, infinite creative podcast. Ooh, um, also on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so we're getting very meta here talking about CTAs, but, um, you know, so, so everyone out there, definitely follow us, you know, send us an email at infinite creative podcast at gmail.com. Send us a DM. If you want to be on the show, let us know if you have a topic we're not going over, let us know. We'll be empathetic and we'll listen. At least listen. But yeah, let, let's back to the workflow because workflow is like one of the things where I'm like, okay, I today I, I woke up. I'm like, okay, I need to edit the podcast from last week because apparently um, I had a busy week and everything is getting compressed. You know, I'm going to Germany and then Italy for honeymoon and there's not a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So this is actually not a Friday. So yeah, it's a very confusing. How you how you feel on this day with like doing the oh, podcast? You know, I, yeah, I think, you know... Um, I was like the Friday vibe a little bit more. So yeah, so everyone out there, we always record these on Fridays, but this, yeah, like Fitz has just said that, you know, this is our first Wednesday and, you know, well, first off, you know, we have, you know, every day we have like people that mow the lawn and stuff around here on Wednesdays. So, so you're, you're always going to hear that in the background on Wednesdays. Uh, um, there we go. Just hold it to the mower. Yeah, exactly. That's the sound of creativity. Yeah. But, um, 
But, you know, so it's, uh, you know, I kind of like the Friday vibe more. I don't know what it is. It's the, the going into the weekend and feeling more vibrant. Um, but, you know, like I said, be agile, right? Yeah. So this fellow is going to be going to Germany. Um, so, so expect some really amazing German podcasts coming up. I expect Wiener Schwitzel in the background. I, I, I expect, I expect, I expect horns and whatever German people play in the background. Tubas. I guess they all just play tubas. That's what I'm thinking. Well, let's um, see if I can make it happen. Like hitting up the wine garden and getting like a big stein of beer and have like a schnitzel. And I'm like, in today's podcast, how yeah. to have a creative podcast. <laughs> Right. Today we have Hans. Hans, what do you do here? Like, so I, 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 I want, I want some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely, um, I, I expect big things from you while you're in Germany. I want yeah. some, we're going to have some German, you know, German editions of this podcast, at least one or two, right? You're going to be there for a little bit. So yeah, one, two, two three, maybe three. Yeah. 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 So not, I want them in a new location too. They have to be cliche German locations. Like I want one in like a wheat field. I want one in a beer garden. I want one on top of like the Alps. So here's the <laughs> thing though. Like Germans are not very agile. Like they have very strict laws and everything has to go a certain mm. way. They are very set in their ways. Social media with Germans is kind of interesting because like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they are so restricted. So that's the kind of thing I don't like about Germany, to be honest. Like, hmm. you cannot take like photos, you know, in public and, oh, there's a person in there. They have a right to not be on the photo. So could you imagine taking a photo on the street where it's busy and all those people that you mm. maybe get in there, you got to get, get rid of. And there's so many more things and they will come to you and be like, hey, I don't want to be in the photo. Wow, very interesting. Yeah, so, privacy so there's is a, a whole mark. Yeah, privacy is a big thing there. Yeah, that's crazy. What is good I, I wouldn't and have bad, thought that. You know? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought Germans would have been a lot more lighthearted and not caring. But oh, no. yeah, it's interesting. I, I, there's, I feel like there's a whole market in like um, German stock photography of people now. I feel like there's there's got to be a whole vacuum. <laughs> it's one like, person. Got to get some. <laughs> His name is Hans. Yeah, every, be a... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Every picture is just Hans. It's like what the heck? There's no other people. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you. I think this will be a good trip, you know, and it'll be interesting too. Cause I, I, you know, I don't know if this is possible, but it'll be cool if there is creative stuff you can talk about in Germany, yeah. right? Like so, if there's other videographers and things like that, that'd be really cool. Yeah. For me as a freelancer, now let's talk about stress, you know, like being a freelancer is kind of mm-hmm. very stressful because like, where does rent come from? Where does what come from? You know, do I lose mm-hmm. now all my momentum that I built up in the last couple two weeks, you know, like it, there's lots of things that you take away. It's not like, oh, I'm going on a vacation. Mm-hmm. I take off of work and I don't have to worry about anything. No, like as a freelancer, mm-hmm. you have to get the ball uh, the ball rolling and build that momentum, reach out to people so that they think about you. Mm-hmm. And then you come up in the next thought when they're like, oh, do I need a videographer or do I need some new fresh photos? You want to pop yeah. up then. Yeah. Same for the websites. And it's, it takes mm-hmm. a moment to get that swing back. And every time you just stop. Oh boy, you got to hustle harder to get back in the swing of things. Well, yeah, I mean, yes and no, and I, I, I actually, I love pauses. I mean, even in my career, I've, I've definitely like, I'm kind of in one right now where I like when things calm down and you reset. I think if you get to this place where you're just going and going and going and going, yeah. you're, you're gonna get kind of lost in it, and you're before you know it, you're like, what the heck am I even doing? This isn't even what I wanted to do. So I don't know. I think things like this are great. Yeah. Um, you know. And, 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 and to kind of tell people that aren't really familiar with your situation is that, you know, you're still working a weekend job right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, so you're, you're spending most of your time, I think on videography, but you still need that little supplement yeah. kind of money. 
So it's like well, I put myself in a spot where I'm like financially, I will be very hurt if I don't do something on the side, you know? <laughs> and yeah. so I, I want to keep the pain there. You know, we're kind of yin and yang. Sean is like, oh, I would like to have more free time and more fun because he's working so efficient and so hard. And here's me. I want to work harder and more, you know, more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Well, I think, and you know, and I, and, but I think it's good though. I think it's good that you, you do these things. Cause what's interesting is that, you know, even like you have to quit this side gig, like, right. Like every time you go to Germany, you're always like quitting the job because the job doesn't want you to go anywhere yeah. and take any time for yourself. And I, um, I think it's such a good thing in a weird way. I think it's like, it gives, it's good that you do that. Yeah. It gives me the, the capability. Like, yeah, I have money coming in. It's, it's barely enough to, could make it work you know so it's like a weird thing right now everybody is a videographer your granny your um brother whoever you know they have a camera it's the smartphone they have free lenses and oh yeah i can take some video i can make a tiktok and in some cases doing a tiktok video is probably better than doing like a whole production thing sometimes and because it's more relatable but it's like weird you know uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It would be easier to do a TikTok than a podcast. Now that I'm thinking of it, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not, like a hundred percent. Like you could, you know. That, but that's what we're doing too. Like that's where we, where you come in as a content creator, and you're like, hey, we should do a podcast, not for the hour, but we should do the podcast for the thirty seconds. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of thirty seconds in an hour. You know what I mean? So even if we would stop the podcast tomorrow, mm -hmm. we could chop everything up if you have a good um, portfolio and could post for a whole year and remix it, mm -hmm. put different overlays on it, put a different style on it, and each piece of content mm -hmm. could go viral and could make like a thousand dollars after you grow it. Like the, the internet is mm -hmm. a weird place right now. Yeah, I mean. Well, let's, let's get into that a little bit, yeah. I guess. Um, so, 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 okay. So we, we know about talk, TikTok. Anyone watching this knows about TikTok and knows it and probably knows that that's the most growing platform in yeah. terms of social media and content sharing and creation. Um, so here, and, that, and it's fun fact. TikTok yeah, is right now expanding their, um, their video uh, platform to like 10 minutes so their goal is like to be youtube and wow. youtube is like oh snap we're dying still they're obviously huge humongous yeah. and they are you losing mm -hmm. right now users to tiktok and tiktok is becoming such a big threat that youtube is like maybe gone mm -hmm. in five years if it continues going like that what is crazy if you think about it but there's always a change so don't yeah. get so that was the realization that i had the other day i'm in love with the platform mm -hmm. youtube and i'm like i want to be big on youtube i want to grow youtube and that was like my big main goal mm -hmm. and now i'm like why am i in love with the platform and not like with the content that i'm doing I could host it anywhere and I get mm. more rewarded, you know? So I'm like, oh, mm. I got attached to the platform and change is inevitable, you know? So I should be like agile mm. and jump onto TikTok. So it's on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's on, it's on our to-do list, right? Yeah. I think, you know, because I guess what I was getting at too is um, in terms of like, you know, I think when YouTube first announced that they were going to pay creators, they were going to pay their content creators, it was, it was such huge news. Yeah. Um, and thank God they did. Right. I mean, if they hadn't done that, then YouTube would be nothing what it is today. Um, 
Do you feel like TikTok is the same, better, or worse in terms of the advocacy to the creators? So, so do, he, do they pay really well? Do they not? So, so um, I had on my other podcast, like, the Create Before Consume, some big TikTokers. Like, and they had, like, millions of views. You know, like, the one couple had, like, um, mm-hmm. one video with five million views. Um, so there's, like, um, per yeah. thousand views, you get usually a dollar on YouTube, up to five dollars if you uh, – your content is family friendly. Um, let's say you do like um, finance content; it can go up to twenty dollars per mm. thousand views, which is insane. Oh, so, wow. like the ad space gets really expensive. TikTok, on the other hand, it's not mm. per thousand; it's per ten thousand per or per hundred thousand for a one dollar. So you get way more views wow. on TikTok, but the reward is way less. Also, it's not like mm. um, in YouTube where you're like basically you're building a niche and you're just catching everybody around that niche. TikTok is like, no, here's a random video. Mm. And the more creative, the better. Huh. But people will follow you and want to expect <laughs> more of like that niche sometimes. Interesting. Yeah, they, they, there's huh. a whole lot okay. of like mm. different things going on. But I kind of experimented when TikTok came out. So there's the guy, whoa, it's Joe. And like five years ago, he had like 200K um, followers on it. And he was mm. at the meetup where I was and he did not make a cent. You know, he got like, um, imagine mm. it like having 200,000 followers. I could make with 2,000 followers probably a living. If you monetize it right, but there's like multiple levels and skills with like social media, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, and so I guess to go even further, is there anything after TikTok yeah. you think is like, what, what do you think that is? I don't know. It will, what would it will, be, if you looked in your crystal ball, what do you think that would so be? I, I'm not Gary Vee, but he's basically teaching, like he's just going by the the, the concepts. Not everybody likes Gary. Wait, you're not Gary Vee? I'm not. Oh, I thought I was doing this podcast with Gary Vee. Oh, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm going to go. I thought this is Gary <laughs> No, but but like he's like teaching just the, the rules and the rules, they are always the same. Like there's a new thing and there's the old thing, the establishment, and there's always mm-hmm. a rotation. And we're just like getting like stiff usually. Like you do one thing for a time and it will be mm-hmm. always there, you know, but we don't look around like what's popping up actually. What wave are we on? Are we on like the, the dying end or are we in the beginning, you know? And that's like kind of a thing where I'm like, they will probably come like a new social media platform out there or combine a couple things. And yeah, and then it would have been good to jump on early, but most people don't experiment enough to like try new platforms out. Are you on TikTok? Uh, no, not professionally. No, in the time wasting ability, I'm, I'm, I am getting better at wasting time on TikTok. I'm, I'm training myself to spend more and more time. I don't have watching videos of kittens and people doing overdubs in their voices and dancing and all those fun things. Um, I was, uh, you know, I'm a, like you're better than me. I think at adapting, I think in terms of technology, I think you, you are, you're okay with just throwing out the technology and doing something new, which is great. I think one thing that I, I found, um, especially in my early days as a designer, like I had to be forced to get a Facebook. I had to be forced to do a lot of these things. Like I had to literally, I remember being in art school, shout out to Martin Mendelsberg, um, where, you know, he, um, I remember one day he was like, he's like, everyone, everyone in here who has a Facebook, everyone raised their hand, but me. And he was like, okay, get a Facebook or I fail you. Period. <laughs> I was like, what? Really? And he was like, yeah, because if you don't have a Facebook, you don't exist, period. End of story. I'm not going to hear anything else. And I remember I was like so mad. I was like, oh, if I don't have a Facebook, I don't exist. But he is right. 
especially in this world where like everyone, even, you know, we have people younger than us coming up that have had Facebook since they were eight years old and stuff. Now, you know, we have people that have grown up with social media. And so it's like, if you're not out there doing this stuff, then you truly are that creative in their attic, in the dark, doing good work that no one will ever know about. And so even now it's funny because I'm late to the TikTok game. I mean, even being late to the game is being just one year behind it, but like I'm a few years behind TikTok. And so, um, but over here, that's almost why, yeah. that's why I almost asked like, what is next? Cause I almost want to get prepared. I'd like to be the first one. I'd like yeah. to be those early ado- adopters, but I just don't know. So I wouldn't even know what that yeah, is. So, so here's like a thing why, um, you probably feel like bad, like with being, I should be an early adapter or I should be more involved in the community. Like Rachel, for example, like my wife, um, she's more like, like you, you know, so a little <laughs> bit more recluses. Uh, but back in the day, it was like you either live on the countryside and stay away from other people because they are danger. Not all. God, doesn't it sound yeah, great? But, but I mean, oh like God. some people are like, okay, I go into the city <laughs> because there's a lot of opportunity and they adapt to that. And that like are the extroverts and like everything, you know, divided and came back mm-hmm. together with the internet and over like thousands of years. But I'm like, there's a personal trait in you that says like it's favorable to avoid human beings living alone, you know, and just survive. And then there's the other side, like, mm-hmm. I need all that opportunity from the community, you know. And the social media, it's yeah. it's kind of like, it, it's a weird thing. And the time that we're living in, it's like the more connected you are, the safer you are, but also the more risks mm-hmm. you're attracting. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's interesting because we all have these like online reputations now, right? Um, Like everyone has seen that when, you know, you go to a profile and you're like, oh, this guy only has like 100 followers. Um, I don't know. And then you go to another profile and it's like, oh, this guy has like 80,000 followers. You know, one one guy told it to me really simply where he's like, you could be the better designer and still not get a job because this guy has a fan club of thousands of people. So 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 that's like. Exactly. Well, and it's like it's like it's like all these people signed off on on you then in a weird, weird way. So there is this building of like having a bigger audience is power. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because, yeah, now all of us creators are all now creating our own content. And it's just so interesting. I think we could have a whole episode on on here of just like how in such a short amount of time people understand things that I think only creatives understood for so long. Things like branding yourself, self-branding, like a lot of people didn't know what the heck that was even 10, 15 years ago, where I think everyone, even kids growing up now know what their own brand is and then the importance of building a brand for themselves. And so it's just, it's interesting. Like like on the one side, I'm just like, okay, why would you even bother becoming big on social media? But on the other side is like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's talk about like AI, the changing job market or like a war, whatever. The bigger your community is, the more, higher chances you have to survive and make a living. Even if everything mm-hmm. collapses, your friends will help you. And if you have a thousand friends, it's probably better than, than eight close friends, you know, if they donate money, you know, <laughs> what is really sad yeah. and not the same, like, but it's like in a, in the job market, it's a weird thing because like, you mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. So it's good to have a good community and yeah, mm-hmm. just from a survival standpoint, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, to kind of bring it back to what I was talking about at the beginning of this podcast, too, dark. is like, <laughs> I, I think I think it's it's about having empathy for those people. I think some of the best creators out there 
take the time to like comments and comment back and and say things that are very meaningful. Yeah, I like weeps. I actually have found that <laughs> yeah. So like I you know I found I found myself like being like that's my power, right? Cuz I'm not Mr. Popular on social media by any means. Sean Craig Creative at Instagram. Come on guys, follow me. I need followers. So, um uh, but like but like what I've done is like I in the last few days, what I've started to do, and I, I did this in my art Instagram, um, two crescent moons. Mm, you um, Let's go. <laughs> not not in a long time. But um, but yeah, you know, what I learned on there was that artists already kind of get this where go to a place, find something you like and leave a meaningful comment. Now, I'm not saying like, you know, fire emoji, hands up emoji. Don't <laughs> yeah, don't drop like the fire emojis right now. Just for Sean. Yeah. We yeah. Everybody fire emoji. If we get a hundred, if we get a hundred fire emojis from a hundred people in this episode, I'm going to light my computer on fire now. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, uh, but like, I, what I would say is like, you know, having meaningful stuff is so important, right? To like leave a comment and be like, I love what you did with the color here. And oh my God, like that's, that's such a great idea. Like even just being real, like you'd be surprised how little that's done out there. I mean, if you, if you do that, you stand out and like every, so I've been doing that now in my design profile only like, I don't have a lot of time. So I, I, I do it only once or twice. Um, a day, probably I go to someone's profile that I, then I see something I like and I, and I leave that comment. But it's interesting is each one always ended up following me right after that, because it was like, holy crap. Like, it's like a, it's a drink of water in a desert in the social media world of being genuine and spending time. Um, people are so quick and, and, you know, cold. Um, so, so the warmth is, is and, big. And for some people, it's always like a competition, like who grows fast or wh whatever, you know, and it's not about that because mm -hmm. like, if you're like an eye for an eye, you will not grow on the internet or like the community will come mm -hmm. around and will end you kind of sort of, if they don't deem you like, nice. <laughs> we'll end you. But, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, thing, you know what I mean? But, it is, it is, it is. Um, and we live in a weird time too, where I would say, you know, don't, don't become one of the sheep. Don't, don't, don't feel like you, you can't say anything that, that makes someone angry or, you know, or, or makes someone sad. Like I, I still think that there's something to that. I think, you know, one thing I do get scared of is that we're all kind of censoring ourselves now. I, I, I even just see it out and about, um, you know, like when I was studying really hard for this podcast all late last night with people, you know, yeah. I, um, the you speech know, was I, good. Like you I, got, I, eight I minutes got full of like, okay, I'm going to listen for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Exactly. So like, you know, but I was even seeing that last night where like people are, are just, you know, they're, they're having a harder time because of social media. So it's like, if you can bring it back to being warm, genuine, um, I think there's, there's something to that, um, where, yeah, you're right. If, if everyone's competition, everything's just this numbers game, then you're playing the wrong game yeah. anyway. I, I, I just feel like, you know, especially for anyone out there that's a creative and you're, and you're upset because you're not getting the followers or you're upset because you're not getting the engagement, you're in it for the wrong reasons. I mean, you need to get back to, you know, crayons on the floor. You need to get back to Play-Doh. You need to get back to just all these little creative things that had no reason to begin with. Like, um, I know so many people that like beat themselves up because they don't have a following yeah. and they're not famous and they're not Gary Vee. And I think like, let those people yeah, exist. Let those people like exist. Like it doesn't really matter. It's all good. 
Yeah, they're all they're all numbers, and you know who remembers how many people they they were friends with on MySpace. Like that is such like that doesn't matter now, right? So when these technologies die, those numbers kind of die with them. Um, now you can move those followers to the next platform, and obviously there's a drop off. But but yeah, like so just remember that your work is probably more permanent than those followers. Yeah. So well, that, that's a that's a good point. Like actually. Um, producing work like it's kind of a weird thing you know when you produce everything like digitally um, yeah but like mm -hmm. creating real art or doing like um, lasting mm -hmm. impressions or whatever like I had like back in the day I was like live streaming on you now mm -hmm. I had some friend I made some friends in Italy and whatever Greece and all those things I'm like oh I made an impression obviously they were younger people and now they're like oh follow me. I'm like, I don't know those people, but now I have a memory with them. So not everything is tangible, mm -hmm. but there's memories yeah. that change people sometimes. Or yeah. Influence. Gosh, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> These Wednesday sessions, yeah. guys. Um, but you know, I, yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. So yet again, it's like, it's interesting. because it's like, I feel like, you know, everything that I said at the beginning about being a creative leader, about being a leader and using creativity, I feel like that also could apply in the social media. I mean, we really could say the exact same thing. Have empathy for the people that are, are not only looking at your posts, but the things that they're doing, you know, um, try to meet them where they are. You know, I see a lot of designers that like are ask, ask for advice um, and either everyone's too scared to give them advice in a, in a social place um, or people just eviscerate yeah. them. And, you know, one thing I've, I've really, I try to challenge people is like, don't give people advice for you, give people advice for them. Um, you know, so, so empathy, the agile workflow, I, I would say, you know, in the social media realm, it's just, you know, like, like, like you do really well, which is just pivot to the new technology. Don't be afraid of, of changing things. And then, you know, storytelling, which obviously I think is one of the most important things in social media is telling some story. Um, even if it's your story and even if it's not perfect, it's, if it's genuine, it's, it's interesting. Like this podcast is not polished. I, I know a lot of people out there watching this must think with, dang, they must have an insane budget. <laughs> they have been seasoned vets. Yeah, I, yeah. I know it's hard to tell, Talking but, about the budget, but you know, I it's think not it's polished. Time for not a call to action. <laughs> ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba. Click our sponsor <laughs> link down below Riverside. <laughs> so you can have a podcast just yeah. like this. Yeah, I still have exactly. to do that though, but yeah. We get it ready next week. So uh, <clears throat> by the next episode, be ready to click that link and we'll have that link yeah, ready so for you. Yeah, so you can you. have your own podcast, um, it, you know? It's very convenient, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And in the meantime, you know, like and follow us on uh, on Instagram. Um, you know, it's it's all, you know, the Infinite Creative Podcast. Um, YouTube, subscribe. And you know what? Drop those fire emojis <laughs> everywhere now. Burn me. Burn oh, me. He's he's very, you know, what, what is your heritage again? So you get light sunburns? Irish? No, you're not Irish. Oh, what was it? Oh, no, yeah, oh, it's I, Irish. Sean, S-E-A-N, Craig, which means people of the rock and Celtic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's Fitzgerald, Irish. It's you Irish. Know you don't want to Google that in meaning of the name. <laughs> Google it. Don't say it. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, for all of you watch out there, Google Fitzgerald, and you'll, you'll know. You'll know the dark, dark truth. truth. We're the leaders. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, on that note, like... <clears throat> There's obviously like a lot of going on next <laughs> week and we're trying to keep it together and keep the consistency going because like um, there's like the 
three big C's: consistency, collaborations, and I've and cookies. Yeah, oh. I completely forgot what the third one was, but <laughs> consistency, collaboration, that's what we're going to do. So let's link up and yeah, I, I think like we should have like a more creative um, podcast next week when I'm on the way in the beer garden or something and we, we're focusing instead of the freelance work on the creators, uh, uh, creative aspect. So the most creative things and fun thing. Yeah. So we have like a fun podcast. Yeah, and I and I would say like do something German, man. Let's let's find something. What's creativity in Germany oh, look like? Boy. You know, um, <laughs> or does 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 it even exist in Germany? I don't even know. It's is creativity just called engineering there? Yeah. I don't know. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, the next one will be the German episode, the first German yeah. episode. Getting arrested um, because I'm filming public people that don't want to be filmed. <laughs> what means creativity exactly. for you? Arrest so. them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so you guys are all going to definitely want to watch that. So you're going to want to, you're going to want to be subscribed and like, cause, cause it's probably going to get taken down by the German government, all of it. Oh. So it's like, we, we, uh, you got to be subscribed. So you catch that episode before YouTube just sees that it's yeah. just too good. To yeah, keep on that on. note, thanks for so. watching and thanks for listening. And yeah, see you in another video.